Welcome to the Fitness Simplified Podcast. On this episode, I speak with London-based coach Sarah Duff. Sarah and I speak about how managing your expectations can get you better results. We talk about two things you need to help you reach your goals. We talk about how to make fat loss easier. We laugh a heck of a lot. Sarah explains her own personal fitness journey and how she went from bodybuilding in a very unhealthy relationship with food to having a healthy relationship with food and how she uses that experience to help her clients. So give it a listen. Hello, Sarah. Oh my God. So this is like, I'm kind of looking at it as if I've never seen a piece of technology before. <laughs> I was like, is this going to ring at me or what's going to happen? <laughs> well, I'm glad we figured it out. Welcome to the Fitness Simplified Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. How are you today? I am great. And I have to tell you, I'm not going to feel like we're getting started properly unless I get an actual Sarah Duff greeting because one of my very favorite parts of your posts <laughs> are how you address the whole lot of us. I'm, I'm, I, want you to, I want you to listen for a minute because I've written some of them, some of my favorites down. Oh, are you ready? Oh my God. Oh my God. This is going to make me just question my own sanity. I <laughs> Salutations, my absolute fizz pot of amazing humans. <laughs> Hello, to, and I'm going to try and do this without making up a British accent. I don't actually do one, but I think it's going to come out. Hello, tw- hello, twinkly trinkets of the world. <laughs> good, good morning, fish lips. <laughs> oh my God. Salutations, my fluffy fairies. <laughs> my- <laughs> And my, my, my personal favorite, I'm not sure why, is Puppet. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that actually me? <laughs> I wrote one the other day and I, I just had to delete it because I was like, I think this is going to get me committed to the mental side. <laughs> Something like Twizzle Twinkle Tits. I was like, <laughs> you can't yeah. use that. Yeah, maybe oh, not. Maybe don't use that one. <laughs> I think you're running some kind of like, um, you know, ladies of the night, like. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's different than a fitness page, for sure. Yeah. Oh my God. I love the fact that you actually wrote those down. <laughs> well, they make me laugh every time I look, I look for one. I'm always disappointed when you don't have one because we're not always there. But when right. there's one there, it makes my day. So Sarah, welcome so much. Please let everyone know who you are besides the author of these lovely greetings. Um, so my name is obviously Sarah. I am an online uh, fitness lifestyle and nutrition coach based in the UK. Um, I am slightly insane. Um, <laughs> my my mum thinks that I was, uh, she took the wrong baby home from the hospital because <laughs> she said, you're, you're just not, you're just not right. Um <laughs> I don't take life too seriously um, and I, I have a true passion for trying to help people kind of fulfill their, um, fulfill their full selves um, would be the best that. way to put it really. Um, um, my background is not a health and fitness one. I was cabin crew for 14 years um, which was only ever supposed to be a six month job, but it just, as these things do, ended up being a lot longer. Okay. Um, and, and then just, sorry. 
did you did you enjoy that? And you stayed with it for a good long time. Well, I I so in the first uh, probably in the first like five six years, yes, I really did. And then it got into like so many people do in life. I kind of got stuck mm. in the fact that I had got very used to the lifestyle and. I almost didn't have the brain capacity or the energy to be able to think about what what else I would do because you become so conditioned to just doing something that it's it's it takes my mum always said to me, you know, it's it takes it's a full time job looking and thinking about finding another job, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um so, I mean, I started to kind of think, no, this, I can't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. Um, so I kind of started thinking and then a few kind of life things happened, um, which, you know, looking back on them now, um, at the time they were pretty horrendous, but actually I probably wouldn't be where I was today if, if they, if it hadn't have, like they hadn't have happened um so I I'm very much a believer of everything does happen for a leave like for a reason so even if things seem like they're absolutely horrific you can always you will always get something out of it in the end even if you don't think you will at the time if that makes sense um and yeah so eventually I came to the conclusion I kind of started getting more and more into my weight training while I was still flying. I did my first ever weight session in a gym in Nairobi, actually. Which oh, my goodness. But the rustiest, most, um, what would I say, retro-looking <laughs> retro weights I've ever seen in my entire life with some dude that worked in the gym kind of loitering behind me with a nipple hanging out of the side oh of his white to string out it really, it really wasn't it really wasn't that it really wasn't that great <laughs> what was it that got you in the gym that particular day so you're in Nairobi and so what, I'm, in Nairobi. Like, I'm at the gym so I I had so I was I was already I'd already kind of been going to the gym but I was treadmill you know queen as so many mm-hmm. as are for many years and then I was kind of like well you know I've been you know, plodding around on the treadmill, but actually, what is this doing for my physical self? And I began to think, well, really not a lot. Um, so I got talking to one of the trainers in the gym, and then I flew with a girl who was actually competing in a bodybuilding competition and, and kind of, you know, started talking to her. And she she was obviously very into the whole weightlifting thing. And that just kind of spiked my interest or kind of you know made me think right well I'm going to look into this so I basically just started reading um you know all the magazines I can't even remember the names of the magazines I was reading at the time but you know muscle and fitness and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. Um, and you know you you see all the pictures of these phenomenal looking women you know oiled up to the max and you're like yeah that looks like something I want to do (laughs) so then yeah in Nairobi there was just a gym so I thought I'm just going to go and and try it I mean I I wish I kind of wish there was a video of that yeah <laughs> just to see because I suspect I suspect my uh, it would have been questionable technique but hey you know it kind of and then it just kind of um it just kind of spiraled spiraled from there um 
it spiraled and then spiraled probably a little bit too much for for a short while after I because I competed Mm. myself um and that kind of spiraled me a little bit out of control but you know um did you do multiple competitions did you just was it like a one and done or what did you do oh good god no so basically I I to connect it all a little bit I decided I was going to become a personal trainer retrained left the airline industry and on the very first day of my um ever first personal training job at a gym here in London I uh I took a head stagger and just signed up to do a bodybuilding competition that very morning. Like, okay. adding like stress because obviously, you know, first day on the job of, when you're a personal trainer, like you literally you're training, you learn nothing. It's all on the yeah. job training, basically a hundred. Like, um, and hired a coach, and I put myself through, um, or we, me and him put me through a 20 week prep which was insane um I in my you know looking back in it now I mean I was a fool because I didn't I hadn't really researched into what the whole process was going to be and you know honestly if I have I might not have done it so maybe in hindsight it's a good thing that I didn't I just I just went in and just executed everything that needs to be executed there was tears there was (laughs) there was there was like you name it and I I went through the whole the whole range of emotions um and then um about three weeks out from when I was due to step on stage because you know you know when you see the girls and stuff on stage and they're like these kind of you know sex kittens and they're there and they're strutting around in their heels and all glamorous and everything and what nobody tells you is that at that point in time you feel like you want to die Mm -hmm. and the other thing is nobody nobody had told me or I had missed the the whole thing about that you needed to go for posing lessons so to be able to like you don't just go on stage and like walk around you know, know what to do. <laughs> yeah and I don't wear heels oh. so this was like a double like hell's bells for me so I then had to start going to these posing classes in amongst trying to do this new personal training job trying to execute training and some of the training I was doing like training twice a day yeah so it was it was insane and the food you know I was meticulous with my uh like my intake every grain of rice was accounted for like mm-hmm. obviously slightly um you know that obviously had its rebound afterwards um but yeah so then the day the day of the competition was just like I looked like Bambi on I, I wasn't do you know the film uh, do you know the film Bridget Jones yes Have you yes, seen yes, yes 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 yeah she's there's some line in it about her being wanton sex goddess yes <laughs> <laughs> like I was not the wanton you sex goddess <laughs> It was not. You were I, had, oh, I was Bambi on ice with this like ridiculous <laughs> hair extensions. Oh god! Like I just look back on it now and I, I cringe. But <clears throat> all of that said, the experience taught me a lot. Um, and the aftermath and me getting through the aftermath taught me even more. I think and all stuff that I can now use to help my clients and to help anyone that I encounter that's kind of you know dealing with you know um a kind of screwed up relationship with training and eating 
So I would be very interested in hearing about um, some of the aftermath. I think a lot of people look at the experience that you just described. Um, I know I did. So I went from being very overweight and worked really hard to get lean. And at one point, what I decided was the route to go was that I should enter a bodybuilding competition. Like that's what that's what I wanted to do. I did do a lot of research. And when I was to the point that it was like, all right, I should now hire a coach. I had finally decided this wasn't for me because I, I had read enough and heard a lot of experiences thinking like, I've worked really hard to get healthy. And what I'm about to put myself through for the next few months is the exact opposite of that. And so in the end, I didn't do it. But I see, I see why it feels like the thing to do. And so I think it'd be interesting for people to hear, like, what is the aftermath of, of going through that experience? Well, I mean, it's basically kind of what you've described is that you, you can take a perfectly um, grounded, healthy um, individual who has a good relationship with training and a good relationship with food and basically putting them under, and I must say not everyone, but I would think, I think more people than would actually admit you put them under these extreme conditions for however long. And what happens is you come out of the end of it. And unless you have a coach or somebody that is there who is willing to kind of give you a heads up about what, what could happen, things can just really spiral. So I had um, definitely levels of body dysmorphia going mm. on in that I just, I, I was, I mean, I stayed lean for a long, like I, I had that thing where I was like, I've worked so hard to get down to these low levels of body fat. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was thinking the only reason that people, this is how like irrational it got. The only reason that people like me, find me attractive, want oh. to speak to me is because I am down at this, mm-hmm. at this level of like, Leanness, because when you are dieting down, so say like the, the gym that I train in, people do start to take more notice of you when you are getting down, when you're like, when yeah. you're quite body fat, um, you know, and you, you do start to kind of view yourself quite differently. So mm-hmm. I was very determined that I was going to stay, you know, I didn't want to go back to where I was, which, you know, my, my starting point was never was not that I was kind of overweight or anything. It was just that I had got so used to being down, you know, looking this particular way that Mm -hmm. I felt really uncomfortable. And then obviously, you know, I did start to put on sort of um, weight pre, um, sorry, post comp, but like not, not a huge amount. I felt like I felt every single thing that I was eating or Every single thing, you know, every time I didn't do a training session or something, that immediately I was going to look in the mirror and I was suddenly going to look totally and utterly mm. different, totally and utterly irrational. So that then led into um, very manic, unhealthy levels of training. So I was doing that thing of, you know, I would say, right, I'm just going to train, say, four or five days this week. And then I would find an excuse to go to the gym on the other days. I would spend, I mean, I look at it now and I'm like, how did I ever have the time to do this? Like, you know, we're talking three, three and a half hours sometimes. Yeah. In the gym. Like it was insane. And um, I was tracking steps, calories um, on like a Fitbit, still tracking, still tracking my 
food. Um, I mean, it was, I felt, I mean, I felt dreadful. Um, and the food, the food relationship <clears throat> was just a bit of a mess, really. I developed food fear. Um, I went through, I was, um, not unfortunate, it's the wrong word, but when I came out of comp, I binged for a little bit, but that didn't, because that's something that people struggle with a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. I did it for a bit, but then it, it kind of petered off as I, as I gained a little bit more body fat, that kind of, for me, subsided a little bit. Um, but the food fear remained with me for like a good couple of years, really. Well, how did um, you get past that? What was it? That, what was the process? So I just, I think throughout, throughout that, I, I think I just, I had a, an epiphany, I would say, one day that I just, I looked at my life and thought how, like about how I was feeling. And I was like, so in two years time, say, do I want to still be feeling exactly how I feel now? Do I want mm. my life? And I was like, absolutely freaking not. Mm. Like, no. So it was at that point I was just like something needs to change here um and I I actually kind of dealt with it more or less on my own I just started to um it was very much a kind of um me stepping outside of my own head and talking myself into a more rational headspace if that makes sense yeah so if I was if I was um not supposed to be going to the gym but then I was like no I'm going to go to the gym I would almost have this like two-way conversation with myself and I would have to talk myself down from it and be like no well this isn't this isn't a behavior that is helping you to work towards what you want to be in two years time this is taking you away from it um and with the food it was the same thing I stopped um I started off not I stopped food prepping as much so I'd make it so I had to go to the shop and buy lunch out or whatever. And then I would try and eat stuff that I hadn't I hadn't been allowing myself in inverted commas. Um, so like having a sandwich, God forbid. Um, yeah. you know, that <laughs> bread, bread. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um and you know, just trying to when I was going out for meals, not to overthink things so much to really you know remember the majority 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 minority mm-hmm. so for most of the time this is what I eat so seriously do you think that going out and eating um you know a meal and a pudding is going to have any actual impact on your body well no of course not but it was a very it was I did a lot of talking to myself <laughs> which is why I, I think I'm that. <laughs> insane because you know, this, it was I described it because I, I did a video on the food for thing and I was like the conversation um when you're in that kind of cycle is the ping pong conversation in your brain it's like two sides of what you should and shouldn't do in and it's it can be like so when you're you know overtraining and you know eating you know scared of food and stuff you have this conversation ping ponging so you have to break down the middle of the ping pong and stop it so I almost like yeah. I almost had to a third voice in my head if that's even a thing just to cut <laughs> down the middle of that and just say no you need to you need to you need to do it so yeah I mean it was a crazy crazy 
a crazy time. I um, actually think that people who talk out loud to themselves are actually very smart. I really do think it's the hallmark of an intelligent person. I talk out loud to myself all the time. So maybe I'm just saying that. that. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm taking this to the absolute max. No, I, I completely agree. I think a lot of us get caught up in... Um, in our own heads Mm -hmm. and when you're inside your own head you can't reason with yourself yeah like but I find that if you say things out loud or write them down Mm -hmm. you you call yourself out excuse my French you call yourself out on your own shit because you look at what you've written or you listen to what you've just said and you're like if somebody said that to me a client or a friend or whoever yeah what would my response be to them yeah. And it would be like, you know, stop being so irrational and ridiculous and let's, you know, let's think about this on a more um, logical and rational, um, like, level. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree with you on that, 100, 100%. It's you a great smart. strategy. Yeah, I, I do. I think it I think it works. But you've, you've competed in powerlifting, yeah? Not I do. Uh, yeah, I do compete in powerlifting. I'm actually competing in two weeks. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. yes. Actually, with Sam. Um, Sam Altieri oh. and I are competing together. I'm I'm flying up to Boston, and I'm going to do my fourth meet. Oh, my God. I'm so, so excited. I can't wait to see you, yeah. girl. Yes. It's, uh, I love, see, you know, actually, that's how I got into powerlifting is because I decided bodybuilding was not the route to go. But I really wanted to. I, I liked the idea of doing something competitive and having, like, a really yeah. concrete goal for my training. And I had never heard of powerlifting before. And it was just kind of, I stumbled upon it around the same time that I was deciding not to pursue bodybuilding. And that's how I started um, competing in powerlifting. That's literally amazing. Now, please tell me that on your powerlifting, uh, your powerlifting soundtrack, you have got like <laughs> Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I do. I do. I absolutely do. I, I do. I have... <laughs> I have the silliest music on my powerlifting. Like I have like a meet day hype uh, power, you know, yes! playlist, and it's all silly stuff. It's like, do you remember this? Uh, the group Color Me Bad. They sing. Oh all, my god! All, all I love. Want... Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's <Yes>! on there. <laughs> yes! Oh my god! I love that so yeah. much. There's a lot of people who listen to like angry music to like hype themselves up to listen, you know, to lift oh, heavy. God. That's not me. <laughs> oh yeah like heavy thrash metal or something yeah no I've got Backstreet Boys and New Kids on the Block and NSYNC and Duran Duran <laughs> I literally you know. love that so much all the good music <laughs> all the good music is, is damn right yeah. well that's so exciting to see how you how you ladies do yeah we're, we're gonna be um we're gonna be putting it up on social media for sure we're gonna be making some videos as we go so both both for stories and I think for YouTube we're gonna make something. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, so guess what I'm eating right now? I am, oh, I'm gonna be envious. I can tell. I made your recipe for the low cal peanut butter cups. <gasps> How are they? Do you they like? I do like them. You know, I needed them a little sweeter, so I dumped in a little bit of uh, stevia, just a tad, and it's delicious. Oh my god! I mean, okay, let's let's get real and be really honest about this. They're not PB cups. No, right? not at all. They do not taste like a Reese cup, but that's okay. Like, you but know, that's okay. 
that's one of those things you have to like, and I knew going into it, I, you know, I said, you know, this is not going to be a Reese cup and you have to have, you know, a realistic expectation. It's just going to be a, a different kind of treat and they're good. Managing expectations, absolutely crucial part of anything that you're it's, trying to do. 100%. It's so true. You know, you had a really great post about that a while back. Talk to us about managing your expectations when it comes to fat loss. Like, why is that important? So I think if so, people come into fat loss and even like putting on muscle and stuff with really unrealistic, like almost dream dreaming of what they what they want and like dreaming of something and desiring something is absolutely fine but what people neglect to ever do is actually really sit down and properly think about right okay so the girl that I saw on the front of that magazine she has been losing fat or Flossie from the office has been on this fat loss journey for however long all they see are the two points they see a and they see B, mm-hmm. they do the tiny little interconnecting, oh, should, that should be A and Z, actually, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> a and B, I was following you, yeah, A and Z. And they don't see all the, the letters that have to come in between, and it's this constant, um, like, behaviour of trying to jump way too far ahead and not embracing and learning all the processes and all the skills and all of the kind of things that have to happen in order to get you to the end point and actually be able to stay there and not end up suddenly reversing all the way back to the beginning. Because when you get to that end, but when you get to that letter Z or Z, mm-hmm. you don't know what to do. Like, cause you're like, well, okay, right. Well, I didn't learn anything. So I don't know how to manage this, manage this lifestyle. So if you even make it that far, because often I find that people who aren't managing their expectations, they don't even make it to Z because they give up because it's taking longer than they thought. It's not going as smoothly as they thought, you know, it's not, it's not how they pictured. And so they don't, they, they give up because they think, they think it's going wrong when really it's going exactly as it should. Exactly. Inconsistency and impatience are, two of the things that absolutely stitch people up like that is the I would put that down to the two of the main reasons that people never actually get where they Mm -hmm. want to be Um, and you know it doesn't people people seem to also kind of confuse consistency um with perfection sometimes I think what do you think the difference is there? What's the difference between the two for real? So um, if you're being consistent, it's just about always doing some, some, some kind of behavior, which is a behavior which is in favor of what it is you're trying to achieve. So for example, if you say, so one of my online clients messaged me this morning, she had a bit of a overeat yesterday afternoon, but she was like, it's okay, today I've gotten up and I'm straight back on track. Mm-hmm. So that's her being inconsistently, no, consistent, let's get this wrong, consistently imperfect because she's gone straight back on track. Mm-hmm. But if she'd have gone, if she would have gone, right, okay, so I've overeaten today, so what I'm going to get up to tomorrow morning is I'm just going to go back to all my old habits, like, mm-hmm. and then for the next week, two weeks, three weeks, 
um, until I just get to the point where I am literally so annoyed with myself that I, I then, you know, decide that I need to go all the way back to, to point A and start mm-hmm. all over again. And that's being inconsistent. Like, yeah. stop that. And I mean, that can be applied to literally everything and anything in life, whether it be building a business or, you know, anything that you try and do, if you keep pulling in and pulling out and stopping and starting stuff, you're never going to get forward. But if you can do something every day that is even just a little bit pointing you in the right direction of what you're trying to achieve, then then that is that is the thing that's going to drive you forward rather than backwards. Love that. Um, and I just I just think like people people obviously you have your perfectionists um who this this journey is just even you know trying to embrace not that being imperfect is actually better really some of the time mm-hmm. um hard is a hard pill for some people to swallow um but it's kind of that thing that if if you if you can't get to grips with that then that could be the thing your perfectionism could be the thing that stands in the way of you ever kind of getting to where you want to be. Um, you know, and it's something I, you know, I get, I have clients that are exactly like this. It's something that we have to manage and it's, you know, getting them to get out of their own heads. Yeah. That's just telling them to talk to themselves, you know, to, to kind of think, to think bigger picture, to think about, you know, the overall impact rather than just the fact that this one thing wasn't absolutely perfect. Yeah. You know, I think one of the uh, kind of things that people think about as far as managing their expectations, one of the expectations that people are really kind of set with just because of way the way fitness is marketed a lot is that there is a fast, quick and easy way to lose weight. Um, I get I get DMs all the time. Like, what's the fastest way to you know, lose belly fat? What's the quickest way to blah, blah, blah. Um, and so and I totally just don't think there is a quick and fast way. But I do believe that there are things that we can do to make fat loss easier versus harder. Um, oh, yeah. What are some of the things that you suggest to people that make fat loss easier? Um, to keep it as simple as possible. Um, so, for example, so say for like um, meal prepping and, and um, you know, protein sources, etc. especially in the beginning, I say to people, don't over, don't overcomplicate it. Just have like two or three things that you rotate over, you know, during the week, say Monday to Friday, when you're kind of not time friendly. Yeah. Uh, that you know that if that's what you've eaten in a day, then you've pretty much covered all your bases, and you don't need to you don't need to think about you know too much else really. Yeah. Um, and then getting people to embrace the kind of eating better, not less. So, you know, stop stop trying to see how many freaking chocolate biscuits you can fit into your, you know, <laughs> 1500 calorie um, allowance. Like think about what's going to make you feel full, you know, like this, this is, that's a big one. Like just, and getting people to, you know, actually sit down and educate themselves on, you know, what, what are the things that, are going to help me to you know feel full because the number of people that I get that I'll say right so you can you can pretty much you know fill your boots on on vegetables without having to worry too much about them being like a huge calorie impact Mm -hmm. and then they'll send me a picture of what they're eating and there's like 
you know, three bits of broccoli and two bits of spinach on the yeah. side. And I'm like, I'm not embracing, <laughs> like I'm being serious. And they're like, yeah, but you know, I'm just worried about the calories. And I'm like, it's not the calories from the vegetables. Yeah, it's not the vegetables. It's not, not the vegetables. The vegetables. And it's, you know, they've, they've just kind of, people aren't prepared to spend time educating themselves, I think sometimes on, you know, what what are the kind of best things to eat and as a as a coach it's obviously my role to help people to encourage them to go out and do this kind of research and start learning about things it's not so much my job to say to somebody you know this is exactly what's in this and this is this is what's in this because people need to learn for themselves mm-hmm. like that's so important because I, I can't just give everything to you on a plate that's you know you are your responsibility yeah absolutely gosh but you know it's important like it people need to people need to know that you can't really be spoon-fed if you want long-term success you have absolutely. to take some of the yourself basically. so you've posted these these pictures of these women we've got fat loss betty and fat loss babs and I would love for you to explain to somebody what is a fat loss Betty and what is fat loss Babs and what are some examples of uh, of their different Babs, behaviors. Babs, Babs and Betty. Now I can't even remember what posts they were on. So there was one about hunger, and there's one about nutrition priorities, and there was one about healthy eating versus fat loss eating. Yeah. Okay. So you've got your Babs and your Betty. I think I think Babs always comes off. No, I think Babs, Babs always comes off. Betty Babs is or, yeah, Bab, Babs, Babs, you silly, you silly moo. Um, <laughs> Babs is Babs is like your typical kind of always makes things unnecessarily hard for herself. So Babs will be the the lady that. So when she is looking for, um, she's the one that would be messaging saying, "What is the most magical fastest diet that there is on the planet?" She's the one that will spend. Three quarters of a three quarters of her Sunday sat on Google looking for fat burning foods and um, the the fastest diet to lose weight rather than spending time doing meal prep and getting organised for the week. Yeah. Um, and she just prioritises things in completely and utterly the wrong order, but will will does not like to be told that that's what she's doing. She works. She works. She's never wrong. Her way is always right. Yeah. So then she'll always try. She'll always try and tell um, Betty that Betty's Betty's slower, you know, non-magical uh, methodology is wrong, and that's never going to get her anywhere. She's like, yeah, she's like your, and then she's she's the classic biscuit. So she's got the fifteen hundred calories, and she would rather eat one burger a packet of biscuits and that be her calories because that's what she enjoys eating yeah yeah so what do you think that the top priorities should be then for fat loss a lot this is where I think you're right when you just talked about how people you know they get their priorities all wrong or they do things like they're worried about I'm eating too many vegetables or this isn't fast enough top priorities top priorities for changing your body composition sleep that has to come in like so lifestyle lifestyle and um yeah lifestyle management I think needs to come in like first lifestyle and mindset so that would include sleep um and getting your mind in the place of 
this is I'm working to a schedule, not a deadline. So I know that this will happen at some point. Yeah, um, I like that. Sure. Schedule, not a deadline. I like that. Deadline. And also having another focus, another goal, other than just fat loss. Mm, what are some good ones? Uh, uh, something generally, I mean, I'll use the gym just because it's the one that springs to mind. So having a performance goal, like, you know, making sure that you're really acknowledging the fact that you're either managing to lift heavier or your, you know, your techniques got better or just picking something else to focus on. Because I think sometimes focusing too much on fat loss is actually what stitches people up because they're, yeah. they're too busy. When they, when they can't see progress in terms of fat loss, then that's when they start to waver on the, well, this isn't working, I can't be bothered. Whereas if they're seeing themselves progress in other areas, um, then I think that can be a real, really powerful tool to help people succeed. So like it could be anything like push-ups or like if somebody, I don't know, um, say if somebody's very unfit and wants to take the grandchildren for, um, I don't know, out for the day or something but hasn't been able to, like that could be a goal for somebody. Anything, just anything that's not just all about, you know, the kind of <clears throat> fat loss side of it. And then we go into obviously um, calories or energy balance and finding the diet that they can adhere to. So whatever that may be, um, like I will, if, if somebody finds that the only thing they can stick to is keto, then fair enough, you know, that, that's what they do. Because if you can't adhere to a diet, then the success is never gonna is never gonna mm-hmm. come so it's not, it's not for me I have my beliefs um <clears throat> but it's not for me to push them onto somebody else if mm-hmm. that's not what we're in our lifestyle um yeah. and that has to be a very individual a very individual thing yeah um, fitting what's your <clears throat> what's your view on that yeah I think it's always important to fit a way of eating to a person versus fitting a person to a way of eating, like not being married to, you know, a certain type of diet, a certain type of workout, you know, it all has to be based on an individual and what they can stick with and where they're at in life. You know, it's not going to help somebody to have a very strict diet. If that's just not going, if they're not actually going to be able to do it way better to make one or two small changes that maybe they're not going to have a huge impact now, but if they can stick with those and then add some more on and add some more on, and then for other yeah. people, you know, they really want, they want to see faster results and they're ready to, you know, do something a little that's going to have a bigger impact right away. And they want to do that. And that works well too. So really finding what's going to work for each individual. It is, And it's also, that's again, that thing of um, actually managing people because quite often you'll get somebody and they'll come to you and they'll be like, right. Yeah, I definitely want to do whatever diet it is. And you look at them and they have literally no basic nutritional um, habits built. Like they're not even eating one vegetable yeah. a day. So at that point, it would be up to, or, you know, up to us as coaches to just, you know, take a step back and just say to somebody, well, hang on, I think actually what we're going to do is for the next three, four weeks is you're just going to start eating a portion of vegetables every day. Yeah. Take it in that route so you know sometimes I mean I had um clients started with me and literally in the beginning 
we've changed nothing else about their diet. So I've let them just carry on as they were eating, which, you know, God, it wasn't, they weren't eating in a, in a perfect way, but it's all about getting the little wins out of people. Mm-hmm. So I let them carry on eating the way they're eating and then just said to them, but the deal is you have to add in three portions of vegetables a day. And then like after three weeks, when we've kind of there then in and they you know, they're not, not not texting me saying that they hate vegetables every other second of the day and <laughs> it's then it's then into okay well so now what we're going to do is we're going to switch your protein sources so you know you, you'll maybe stop having the deep fried fish twice a week or you know every night and you're just doing it in very small small amounts so I mean you know it's by no means perfect but it is the thing that eventually you know further down the line will then turn into something which is slightly you know more how they should be living but you can't overwhelm people in the beginning mm-hmm. yeah um, it just won't last otherwise I've done it myself personally many times you know jump right in with both feet and like make these crazy lifestyle changes and um you know peter out just as fast as I jumped in because I just wasn't ready for that and I had no skills to be able to sustain it and manage it in my life so yeah I think super- you have three kids haven't you All right. I do I do have three kids yeah you know what's going on I just you know there was something funny with the audio say that one more time I said you, you're three teenagers you don't look old enough oh, to have three teenagers I really oh well thank you I do I have my oldest is 18 and then <gasps> uh, yeah he's in college I have one son in college this is his first semester of college and then my second son is 15 and then my daughter is about to be 13 next month Oh, hormones yeah. were in your house. Oh, yes. You know, it's, the other day I called my friends and I'm like, I need somebody to give me a pep talk because my oldest just got a tattoo and my other two have both just told me that they hate me. <laughs> and, so, and so my friends called back and they, uh, they said, you know what, if they don't tell you they hate you at some point, you're totally doing it wrong. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> that was a rough day. <laughs> that was a rough day my god that was a rough mom day so let me ask that you this was... Sarah what what question do you think you get asked the most from non-clients like in your dms and your emails people approach you what are some of the things you get asked the very most um oh no that is a that is a question there's, there's so many one that always seems to pop up a lot is the fear of protein powder. Oh, in what way? In um, women thinking it's going to make them bulky mm. or that in some way, um, in some way, not actually dangerous is the wrong word, but that it has some kind of mystical, magical power uh. and that people that people have to, sorry, that was really badly worded by me, that people have to be including it. Like it's kind of, you know, the minute you step, you step one foot into the gym, you've you know, got to get your protein. Got that, it. Start eating protein. Um, I get a lot of questions about how to deal with um, binge eating and overeating. Okay. I would, I would say I get a lot of um, DMs, People kind of almost, I would say, having conversations with themselves, but just wanting to get them out and voice them to somebody else, if that makes yeah. sense. 
Um, so, you know, I, I will get things that are kind of novel, novel length from people um, kind of going over, you know, if they're in the middle, sometimes like when they're in the middle of situations, um, they'll just obviously need to talk or, you know, get things, get things out. Um, so I, yeah, I get a lot of questions on how to deal with that kind of thing. Um, and what, what, what question do you wish you got asked more? Oh Lord. Oh God. Now <laughs> that question there. I'm going to make you think here. <laughs> yeah, you really are. What question do I wish? I wish that more women would ask about, um, feeling and getting strong as opposed to um, exercising for just the purpose of fat loss, if that makes sense. Absolutely, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of the, um, or even, you know, even not even fat loss, but people really only focusing on the aesthetic side of things, Mm -hmm. which is fine because that comes you know, part and parcel of lifting weights is that you will, you know, generally build a better shape and start to to look better and, and all the rest of it. But I think I think people seem to see this seem to view the strength side of it as almost a bit of a byproduct mm-hmm. when actually I think it's the other way around. Yeah. I think getting strong bit is more what people should be focusing on. And, and I mean, this comes back to the thing that I was saying that people should have something else other than fat loss to focus on. Um, because then everything else that comes alongside you being strong is probably all the stuff that you've been seeking or looking for when yeah. you've been trying to you know, these weird things. <laughs> and, I, and I love hearing you say that. And I think the more people, the more of us out there saying that, the more people are going to get that message. It's not a natural thing for people to think. Um, what I hear a lot of, what I read a lot of on these forums I'm in and these Facebook groups I'm in, people are super excited about things that make them sweat and like, what will make me sweat? And I got this exercise in that made me sweat and I sweat so much. And, and I'm thinking <laughs> what they're equating that to is results. They're thinking I sweat, therefore I'm going to get my results if I just keep sweating this much. And um, I have to like bite my tongue a lot to not sound like a real jerk about the fact that that's not what's going to happen. And so I love the idea of what you just said. There. It's what it's what I talk about all the time. And I'm, I'm hoping it's just going to become more mainstream. If you work for strength, what you're going to get is the physical results you're after. Anyway, plus a whole crap ton of other cool stuff. <laughs> so. No, that's, I mean, it's absolutely, it's absolutely right. And, you know, I think again, with the, also with the nutrition side of it, that could also be said true. If people stopped um, focusing so much on trying to try out all these quippy, quirky diets and just focus more on just eating real freaking food. Yeah. And, and you know, again, like, the byproduct of that would be probably all of the stuff that they've been spending hours researching on the internet looking for you know the the diet with the fancy name that's going to get them like what they want so it's that thing of almost just simplifying everything down so get strong and eat real food that's yeah if you do nothing else if you want to focus on nothing else just do those two things yes get strong eat real food 
That's yeah. That's, that's really good, simple advice right there. Get strong, eat real food. Boom. Done. Done. So, what's your focus right now in uh, your your personal fitness? What are you looking towards? What are you doing? What's a day? What's a day in the life for you, food and nutrition, uh, food and workout wise? Food. I'm pretty boring. Yeah. Um, so, like, I definitely, like I'm saying to you during the week, what I say to my clients as well is I tend to just eat, you know, I know what I need to eat in order to give my body what it needs to function properly and for me to feel good. So, you know, omelette for breakfast, all, all the rest of it. Um, I don't overthink my nutrition so much anymore. Um, I think probably because, you know, having gone through the whole funky relationship with food, um, I haven't counted calories for like years basically like since well a couple of years since I kind of you know decided that I wasn't I didn't want to I needed to clean up my relationship with food mm-hmm. I kind of stopped all of all of that so my nutrition is very simple I eat foods that make me feel good and every now and again I will you know eat something like a pizza or an ice cream cookie or you know if I fancy it then I, I have it I don't kind of schedule in you know special treats or anything mm-hmm. if I will just have it like that's you know it's as simple as that really and I don't overthink it training did that answer the question yeah yeah now tell me training. <laughs> <laughs> um training wise I am basically just strength training for three to four times a week sometimes I only manage three just because um you know business my kind of running your own business as you know can sometimes over um take over things a little bit so I just have to manage manage that my training in amongst everything else that I've got kind of going going on and I am probably I think I I need to I was thinking this the other day I I do need to kind of refocus my own training a little a little bit um just because I haven't I haven't kind of been training for anything I just kind of I focus on the main lifts I focus on making sure that you know over a period of time that you know they're either improving on technique or you know the weights are going up or or whatever but I haven't kind of at the minute got any firm working towards no I mean I was even contemplating the other day I was having conversation with myself Uh, whether I wanted to go and try out doing something a bit random like going boxing or Ah. or something or what did I you know what do I kind of fancy doing um but that's kind of you know that's all up in you know up for discussion I think you'll you'll Um, have to let me know what you decide on I'd love to know I will I'm sure I'm sure we'll pull (laughs) yes put that all over social media and let me let us know what your focus is going to be all right, you, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do a speed round here to finish things up. Are you ready? Oh my, so Yeah, go. Get your brain power firing. All right, what's a hidden talent you have? Hidden? Oh my god. Hidden oh, I bet talent. you have. I bet you have loads. <laughs> uh, um, I have the. Um. Oh my god, hidden. Oh my god, that's that should be a really easy question to. <laughs> that should be a really easy question to answer. What is my hidden talent or do you just not hide anything we we know all of your talents I, I, I think I literally, I literally don't think I hide anything <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kind of looking at myself thinking do you do anything that nobody doesn't know about <laughs> no I, don't, I honestly don't think I have got anything that's hidden if I, I did think 
All right. If you think of something, you message me and let me know. I want you to keep that in your mind. What's my hidden talent? All right. What is the most useful thing you own? Ooh, the most useful thing I own is probably, oh my God, these questions. (laughs) Come up with these. You know, I was having a talk with myself and this is what we came up with. (laughs) Amazing. Um, My eyelash curlers. Oh, I I do like a good eyelash curler. Do you have a brand you love? No, I don't even know where these ones came from. Yeah. Just like just any eyelash curlers. I'm not they're an important so. tool. I do love mine. All right. If you uh, had if you had intro music playing every time you walked into a room, what would the song be? <laughs> um so it would be some kind of um oh my god, what was I listening to the other day? Isn't it funny when sometimes people ask you questions, your brain just absolutely, <laughs> like absolutely freezes. Oh, Chris, Christina, Christina Aguilera. Which song? Which song? <laughs> I don't want to say it. You don't want to say it. You don't have to say it. Now you have to sing it. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even know. Oh, what's it? I can, is it called, um, oh my God, is it Dirty, the name of the song? Oh, I don't know that song. Okay, now you have to oh sing my god, a little bit. Is it? Oh my god, no, let me just um, ask me the next question just for like... Is that okay, anyway, I'll, tell, I'll tell you my song while you look that up. So, yeah, go on. I would have Eye of the Tiger play. I love that song. I, I fancy myself to be Rocky. And so I would have <laughs> I would have Eye of the Tiger play every time I walked into the room. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Hang <laughs> on. Like, let me, just, let me just not do myself a disservice here with my taste in Christine Aguilera. <laughs> Let's just, let's just get this Christina Aguilera. She's fantastic. I mean, she's pretty outrageous. Uh, is, this, is this an older song or a newer song? Yeah, no, it's a really, it's a it's an old song. So when I competed, one of the things, um, one of the things that we had to do was as you, Fighter, not Dirty. Fighter, oh, I love that song. That's a great song. That's on my powerlifting playlist. Yeah, there you go. So we had to do we had to do a you know a get yourself pepped up to go on stage playlist yeah. to try and get in the, in the feeling like one cent sex god. Unfortunately, my goddess, unfortunately, mine didn't really work, did it? Because be on stage like I that. Up. That's one of the things that I was like <laughs> dirty. No fighter. I will think of that song every time I see you now. So every time, every time you pop up in my feed, that song will go through my head. So it'll be like, you do have intro music playing now for me. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get even speedier here now. All right. Big party or small gathering? Oh, small. I Small gathering. I get social anxiety. So really? <laughs> That's surprising. Yeah. Ocean or yeah. mountains? Mountains. Morning or evening? Morning. Ooh. 80s or 90s music? That's a hard 90s. 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 80s doesn't, yeah, 80s doesn't do it for me. No, not at all. Oh, I love the 80s. Okay, last question. This is a hard one. Okay, you need all your brain power, this one. A a favorite word. Discombobulated. Discombobulated. (laughs) That wasn't hard at all. And that is a fun word to say. Discombobulated. 
Well, Sarah, it's, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate uh, you coming uh, on and laughing uh, with us and sharing with us the, you know, your fitness wisdom. I do so appreciate that. Tell everybody where they can connect with you if they are looking for you. Um, so Instagram would be my um, the best option, and that is my name, so at Sarah Duff Lifestyle and Fitness, and then everything else that I um, operate under, so my website um, and Facebook is all under Sarah Duff Lifestyle and Fitness at, as well. Um, and anyone can drop me a message anytime. Um, my email address is on my um, Instagram bio if anyone wants to send a more personal Perfect. massage. Perfect. Well, as you go, I'll, I'll sing to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sing Christina Aguilera as we hang up. <laughs> no, I'm, totally, I'm just kidding. I'm totally not. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the words. Make me feel a little bit smarter. Right? Isn't that how Make me feel a little bit Something like that. I almost want to do the, because uh, in the video, she's doing this like crazy dancing where she's literally yeah. So every time I hear it, it makes me want to do that. I don't. I'm just like middle of the street thrusting. It's not anything. <laughs> it's funny, Sarah. I always think I know words to music because I really like singing along until, oh I, go, I, until I go to do it. And I'm thinking, I literally don't know a word of that song. If it started playing right now, I would be singing along loudly, though. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so good. All right. Thank let's, let's talk again soon. Yeah, speak to you soon. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. Thanks so much for being here and listening to this week's episode of the Fitness Simplified podcast. I sure hope that you enjoyed it, that you learned something, and that you'll come back again next week.